It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins have a new quarterback. His name is Josh Rosen. It's been a whirlwind of a day. It all started here about noon where Ian Rappaport and a lot of other beat writers started reporting that the Dolphins and Cardinals were in trade talks and very close to sending Josh Rosen to the Dolphins for the 48th overall pick in the NFL draft. Nothing happened during that time, and as we got closer to the draft, things started to get a little bit more interesting. Finally, some trades started to happen as the Dolphins got on the clock in the second round. They ended up sending the 48th overall pick and a fourth rounder Uh, to the Saints, and the Dolphins in return got the 62nd pick and a 2020 second-round pick. The Dolphins then took that 62nd overall pick and combined that with a fifth-rounder in 2020 and ended up trading that for Josh Rosen. So very interesting, very creative on the part of Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins front office, Paul. Completely, and I know our disagreement was I was not okay with sending the 48th overall straight up. Uh, it was kind of funny because the the comments that you and I had privately, I saw Greg Likens echo publicly, which was good to see. But it's, you know, when you are the only suitor for a player that you're obviously headed for an ugly – that the other team is obviously headed for an ugly divorce with, I'm glad to see Chris Greer stuck to his guns. Uh, slid down a little bit, acquired an extra second next year. I think before you even count the compensatories, Miami's at 13, 14 draft picks next year, and that's before the compensatories. So they have a huge bevy of draft picks next year now, uh, including two second rounders, which is huge and key. They got Josh Rosen, who, if he works out, great. If not, Miami has the ammunition to draft anywhere and everywhere they would like to next year. And you've still got Fitzpatrick in the fold. So I'm okay with it. I think they probably could have stuck by their guns and, and wound up getting him a little bit cheaper. But, again, it, it is what it is. I am happy to see him in Miami because it is worth the risk. I like him and better for- than any of the guys in this year's draft, too, outside of Kyler Murray. Yeah, and for for what we were talking about before, too, it seems like the perfect compromise because in a worst-case scenario, if Josh Rosen comes in here and is a complete flop and the Dolphins want nothing to do with him after the year, then they lose basically nothing in the grand scheme of things because they, they're getting that second-round pick in 2020. So it's it's really a a very good situation that they've got going there. And again, with, with Josh Rosen, I've, I've got to think too. I mean, he is one year removed from being the 10th overall pick in the NFL draft. And it's not like the Cardinals had this wacky idea to draft Josh Rosen. I mean, he was a favorite to go third overall to the new, to the New York Jets last year. He goes to Arizona and the offensive line People talk about that, and as if you know, it's 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 not a very big deal. I mean, from the conversations I've heard, from usually from Dolphins fans, is yeah, you know, 
he had a bad offensive line, but, you know, a lot of quarterbacks do. No, that's not the case. He lost every single last player on his offensive line in his rookie year, and, and that matters. But taking a look at Josh Rosen as we go forward here, he's going to compete with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it also seems like, too, Paul, that both players, Rosen and Fitzpatrick, have the perfect amount of volatility where at – I mean, either they're going to really surprise or the Dolphins are going to be where they want to be anyway, you know, drafting in the in the top five if that quarterback position does not work out. Yeah, and that's the thought that, that keeps resounding with me is if Rosen truly is the quarterback that he looked like behind a bunch of Walmart sticker greeters last year, then <laughs> – Miami's not going to have to use that bevy of draft picks to move up. He's not expensive either. I think he's due like $6.3 million over three years at this point because his signing bonus is already taken care of. So really, he's absolutely a cheap alternative to be a backup. And if he sucks, Miami's still going to have two picks in I think every round, two through seven, as well as their first round pick. And I think there's a third one in there somewhere. And then the compensatory picks. On top of that, they're going to have $120 million in cap space next year. $120 million in 14, 15, 16 draft picks to be able to get pretty much anybody you want to and be able to get your quarterback if he sucks, it, it, it completely works for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, if I've always said if there is a 25% chance that Josh Rosen justifies that 10th overall draft position, then I'm making that trade all day. And I don't see how Josh Rosen's rookie season was anything other than a wash. I mean, you know, the Dolphins have had offensive line problems, but when you look at the Cardinals' offensive line last year, I mean, they they had a very good unit there at the beginning of the year. They had D.J. Humphreys at left tackle, Mike Upati at left guard, A.Q. Shipley at center, Justin Pugh at right guard, and Jared Veldhier at right tackle. By the end of the year, they had three players that they were just pulling off couches. Joe Barksdale, Colby Gossett, uh, and then the rookies, uh, the, the, the center from Michigan, Mason Cole, left tackle, Corey Cunningham from Cincinnati. But th- these were players that completely were not ready to play, and these were the guys expected to protect Josh Rosen. Rosen was sacked 45 times. I just don't see how a proper evaluation can be made of him after such a year like that. Yeah, and you look back to it, a lot of rookie quarterbacks have struggled out of the gates, and that's with decent offensive lines or better in front of them. So, again, it's – if he turns out to be everything that they expected heading into the draft last year, great. I, I don't think even the tank for Tua crowd is going to be upset because if he turns out to justify the tenth that tenth overall pick last year, I don't see how you could want want to move on from that. But if he does not, guess what? The tank for Tua crowd's happy. Miami's able to get their quarterback in next year's draft. And they're able to surround him with so much unbelievable chances at talent that, you know, whoever they get next year would be able to succeed. And if Rosen's able to succeed this year, given the the fact that they do have some holes going into the season, 
imagine what he'll do when you can spend all of those draft picks and all of that cap space next year to just surround him with talent and, and enrich what you're building. I mean, I'm completely down for it at this point. Yeah, and a, a key question, because I think it's relevant to why Josh Rosen is available in the first place, because it's kind of unprecedented that you, you know, a team takes a quarterback 10th overall and he's available for this price the following year. You know, is is Rosen available in the first place because the Cardinals organization decided after t- uh, 2018 that, you know, Rosen just isn't the guy. He doesn't have it. He's never going to have it. Or did they view Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray as kind of that package deal where they were so desperate to get an innovative mind like Cliff Kingsbury that they were willing to do whatever he wanted, which included getting Kyler Murray number one. Yeah, I think they were completely enamored with Cliff Kingsbury. I think they think he is the second coming of the Messiah. Um, I think they they got a little bit ahead of the horse here. And, you know, because they're so enamored with Cliff Kingsbury, he's pounding the table for a, 15, a, a guy he's had a crush on since he was 15 years old. So, yeah. That's that's where I, I I lie on that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. And look, I mean, it's not that Rosen, uh, you know, doesn't have flaws. I mean, statistically, he did not have a great year. That that's for sure. And you know, a lot of people were talking about before the draft. A lot of uh, draft nicks, evaluators, general managers, everybody that Rosen can kind of rub people the wrong way. I mean, an evaluation that I read is that he is the smartest guy in the room. And he's going to let you know it. And I can imagine why that would rub some people the wrong way. But the way I look at it, too, just just like we've talked about, we're no, it doesn't feel any longer, given this trade, that we're on the hook for a second rounder and wondering what might have been either. No, completely. I mean, it, it's – the this trade and really the moves that Chris Greer has, has made thus far – really let me know that Chris Greer is every bit and more the general manager that I thought he was, what, two years ago I started saying it, I think, on the show. Mm-hmm. And it, it's – I'm very happy to see Chris Greer taking the reins the way he is and with the help that he has around him. And you know what? Jim Caldwell may be a blessing in disguise for, for Rosen as well. So there's a lot to like here. For the first time in a while with a trade like this, I saw some forward thinking because I can't recall the last time where the Dolphins um, actually acquired a future pick that was meaningful. I mean, I've been watching the draft for 22 years, and I can't recall a time that the Dolphins did that. So it's great that they're stockpiling picks here. And, again, if Josh Rosen – does get into the starting lineup and plays well. The Dolphins have a lot of picks next year, just like you said. Otherwise, if he's bad, like a lot of people think he might be, then you know, you're going to be in that prime position to take that quarterback. Anything else you want to add there, Paul? No, I think that, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it, it's this is actually like the biggest win-win scenario in either direction based on the way that Greer set all the pieces in place. So, and it's not hurting your salary cap space at all. I mean, I think I heard somebody somebody point out 
Rosen is costing you less as probably the starter than Matt Moore was costing as a backup. And that tells you a lot right there. I mean, put that in context. Matt Moore as a backup made more money than Rosen is going to make possibly as a starter over the next three years. Not only did Matt Moore make more money, he made almost twice as much money as Rosen's mm-hmm. expected to get. Rosen is expected uh, or over the next three years, if he stays with the Dolphins, you're looking at three years, six and a half million for all three years because the Cardinals paid the guaranteed salary up front. So such a win-win situation at this point in a worst case scenario, you know, if if it really doesn't work out and the Cardinals, it becomes evident, got rid of him for a reason, then, you know, you can cut ties with him and probably, and de- excuse me, definitely draft a quarterback in the 2020 NFL draft. But I like this forward thinking. I like the win-win scenario. And that will do it for a breakdown of the Josh Rosen trade here on the Fin side. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and iHeartRadio and Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.